and gentlemen, welcome to episode 33 of He Book, She Book. I'm Mike. And I'm Becca. And we had so much wrestling this week. We have Raw, NXT, SmackDown, AEW Dynamite, which is Grand Slam Part 1, AEW Rampage, which is Grand Slam Part 2, and Extreme Rules. We have so much that we are actually going to split this into two episodes. So this episode is going to be all things AEW, and then we'll have a bonus episode for all things WWE, including Extreme Rules. So make sure you're following us at HeBookSheBook for more information on the bonus episode, but we can jump right into AEW Dynamite Grand Slam Part 1. I don't think we had any wrestling news this week to go over. No, I mean, AEW just decided to have their own pay-per-view, basically, this week. Um, And they split it over the two parts. So we had Grand Slam Part 1 being Dynamite on Wednesday, which was all... I mean, this thing was all taped together. All all of it was recorded on Wednesday, and then they decided to have Rampage be another two hours. Yes, two hours this week instead of the usual one. Yes, so we had four hours of AEW this week kind of to compete a little bit with extreme rules because i mean they definitely to compete with extreme rules i mean they stacked this two-night card to have the first match for daniel bryan brian danielson yes we'll figure it out in aew and the first televised match for cm punk since like 2014 Mm -hmm. so i mean they really went balls to the wall they had you know a lights out unsanctioned match on friday they had an absolute banger of a match to start off this whole thing, which was on Dynamite, part one of Grand Slam, Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega to open the show. Yes, and this was not for the championship. This was just kind of for funsies. Yeah, Yeah. like we're just doing this to, to do it, really. And it was a banger. This match was so, so good. And it got timed out. We exceeded the time limit here. So this was a draw. Not one of them won this match. We had to have a draw with this match, which means we're lining it up again. We're going to do it again, and we're probably going to do it again, and then do it for the championship. Yeah, I mean, this was the perfect way to expose Brian Danielson to the AEW audience, as if it's a different audience. It's not. It's not. But but it's to finally get him in the ring with Kenny Omega, a dream match that people have had for years, a dream match of Kenny Omega's and of Brian Danielson's. And when they announced the time limit to start this match, which is something that AEW does. I love that. That WWE does not. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that difference. Yeah, it's a very old school way of doing things, but it's smart because it gives you the opportunity to have these results where you just have no decisive winner. Mm-hmm. Nobody won this match. Nobody did any better than anyone else. Mm-mm. And you had yourself a draw, a 30-minute draw, which people wanted more. And we are going to get more of this. Yes, because Daniel Bryan did not stop. I'm sorry, Bryan Danielson <laughs> did not stop. And he kept attacking Kenny Omega until the elite came out to pull him off of Kenny Omega. And they did. They um, Yeah, they had to. And they just super super kicked his head off. Uh, but this, I mean, it's going to line up perfectly. They could do this again. Mm-hmm. They could do a 45-minute time limit, go for a 45-minute draw. Well, they could do an hour time limit, do an hour draw. Especially because the Elite had to come out and get involved, and then Christian, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, they all came out to Daniel Bryan's rescue. So we have it lined up in so many ways where we can continue just Daniel Bryan, Kenny Omega. I'm sorry, 
I will figure it out, Brian Danielson, yeah. Kenny Omega. Or we can also include the elite, Luchasaurus, Christian Cage, Jungle Boy. We can do this with all of them. We we can figure it out, and it's not going to get like stale quickly because there's so many different faces involved. There's so many different things that we could do. And it was just so good. Yeah, it I mean, was so good. After the match, you had the Young Bucks and Adam Cole come out to help Kenny. And then you had uh, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Christian Cage come out to help out Brian Danielson. I mean, this match was, I mean, it was everything you wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. There was no obvious decisive winner. Uh, there was nothing on the line either, which made it even more kind of special. That it, It's just, you think of this from the mindset of, da- of Brian Danielson, the wrestler, in his character. He doesn't care about titles. He's not here for titles. No, he's, he's here, here for five-star matches. And the best yeah. that they have, and the best that they have is Kenny Omega, mm-hmm. and he didn't beat Kenny Omega. But he didn't lose to Kenny Omega either. But he Omega didn't lose either. to Kenny Omega either. So, like, I hope this eventually lines up to either, you know, you have maybe, like, no time limit, or you have an Iron Man match, or you have a two out of three falls match. Something where we get a decisive winner after a long, long match. Because 30 minutes was not enough. It was not enough. But I like that this is how their first match ended. It was a tease. Yes. It was That's perfect, exactly what it was. They gave you just enough to make you want more. Mm-hmm. And not enough that, like, you're satisfied at all. Yeah. And I like that. I think even if we did a no time limit on the next match or put the title on the line or something, it's either way, it's going to be a great match. This was, like we've already said, this was a banger of a match. It was so good. And it was a great way to start Grand Slam. Yeah, I didn't think that they were going to open with the show with it. I figured this would be an obvious main event. Yeah, and it was not. Yeah, having the draw was perfect. Uh, and then that moved us into, it's crazy, we went from Brian Danielson having his debut to CM Punk is going to come out. Yep. And he's going to talk to the people. Mm-hmm. And he's going to talk about how he's going to beat Powerhouse Hobbs Friday night on Rampage. And it's like, it just those things happening back to back, the star power yes. of what's going into this. Mm-hmm. Kenny Omega, who is one of the most popular wrestlers in the world, one of the best wrestlers in the world, going against Brian Danielson, one of the most popular wrestlers in the world, one of the best wrestlers in the world. And then out comes CM Punk, the biggest star in wrestling probably right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to just take on, again, this is just for funsies. Yeah. These guys are coming in, these vets, and he's going to take on Hobbs on Friday just to give Hobbs that chance. He was one of those guys that Punk talked about wrestling if he were to come back to wrestling. And he's doing everything he said he was going to do. And he, he did hint that eventually we're going to get the punk that the people want. Yeah, he did hint at this. We're going to get heel punk eventually. But right now, he's just going to soak in all the cheers. He's going to come out with a smile on his face because he loves this. But he did hint that, like, you know, just wait. There's more. I can't wait for that. I'm excited for it. I will wait for it because obviously I have to. But I'm excited for it. I love heel... Everybody loves heel punk. Yeah, you know, it's so it, it's going to, it's so easy to love him as a heel. And speaking of heels that are easy to love, we had MJF go against Brian Pillman Jr. What a hateable guy. Yo. What an easily hateable guy MJF is. His parents were in the crowd for this fight. Even they uh, hate him. And they had a sign <laughs> saying, we are MJF's parents and we hate him too. And I mean, the guy is just firing on all cylinders. He's going to take on Brian Pillman Jr., who 
has a very bright future if they can push him the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, he's got a lot of energy, a lot of people behind him. So far, AEW has done a very good job of pushing the people who, it, like, in the right direction, who have a bright future. They don't bury their talent. They push them in the right direction, and that's a very, very good advantage AEW has. Well, they have so much young talent. Yes. And they have so many good workers. And they do keep track of win-loss records, which WWE does not. Mm-hmm. So there's no real 50-50 booking of, like, I'm going to get my win, you're going to get your win, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. They build this up so perfectly because MJF is such a perfect heel that if you put anybody against him, that person's going to get cheered. Yeah. And Brian Pillman doesn't need to win this match. Just getting out... Like, think of the fact that Brian Pillman is on the same show that... 20 minutes prior, Brian Danielson was in the ring with Kenny Omega. Yeah. 15 minutes prior, CM Punk was in the ring talking. Mm-hmm. And now Brian Pillman gets to come out. And MJF has already made a name for himself in wrestling by being just the most scum of the earth heel. He does such a good job at it. And Pillman gets to use that heat to elevate himself. Yeah. I mean, it helps that he has the name that he has. Of course. You know, because he is Brian Pillman Jr., and he has this name and this legacy to uphold, but he's doing a good job. And it helps MJF, too, because there's yes. so much history mm-hmm. behind that Pillman name. Yeah. That MJF still is on Twitter calling uh, Brian Pillman's mom Methany. It, it, oh, God, he's so... It's just he's so... He's such a good heel. He is, and he's he's fantastic at what he does, but that's the part of... That's how you build a great babyface character that's how you build a hero you have to have a villain yes to overcome and mjf i don't know if he's going to take a loss to pillman but he doesn't he also doesn't need to like pillman doesn't need to win he just needs to beat up mjf and even if he comes out with the loss he at least kind of you know fought for his family's honor well we've said this before like just because you lose doesn't make you bad of course like you could still you could still lose and come out the hero in this you know like mjf wins this match Mm -hmm. people are still going to boo mjf and cheer brian pillman jr brian pillman jr did not lose anything by losing this match no he got tv time exactly on a show that is jam-packed with just incredible wrestlers and the next match was Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes. Yes. A match that's been, you know, months in the making, basically, since uh, Malachi made his debut. And I'll never get over Malachi's entrance. Yeah. Because, I mean, as Aleister Black in WWE, his entrance was probably the best in the company. It was the best in the company. And then they ruined it on the main roster yes, like they, they always do. And then Malachi Black comes out. He's got a new entrance that, I mean, he's been doing for a couple weeks now. Mm-hmm. But it's so, like, his theme song isn't, I think I talked about this on the podcast. His theme song in WWE was like, you could work out to it. It was just a good song. Yes. This song is terrifying. Yeah. That he has. And yeah, his like, we're going to play this like, on like Halloween when kids come trick-or-treating no, at not. our house. Because we want them to be scared. No, because the cops will be called <laughs> if we do. Because it's just a guy screaming. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> and Malachi Black is coming out and he, it's just an all black entrance. It goes black, it goes white, and then he's here, and then it goes black, and then it goes white again. He just has this aura to him. And, like, the face paint helps a ton, too, because he looks insane. Yeah, and he still has that one contact that, like, also makes him look insane. Yes. 
And it's like it's the stuff that he's he carried this over from WWE. Yes, he carried a gimmick over, which yes. never happens. And then he gets to face Cody, who makes his triumphant return, the hero that he is. Yeah, the hero with his twenty with a, foot long cape. Yeah, like he was getting married and was going to save the day later on. <laughs> he has this train cape that is at least twenty feet long. But the interesting thing before we talk about this match, there's a few things that we need to talk about. But first is that Cody Rhodes in an interview said that he will never turn heel. And we were I talking... Think Cody would be such a good heel. He would be. He would be fantastic. He would be a great heel. The thing with Cody is he doesn't realize that he's already becoming yes. the heel here. Because... And I love when you get a delusional here, uh, delusional heel character. It's like Seth Rollins. Yes. When he thinks that he's the hero. Yes. But everybody knows he's not. Mm-hmm. And he's getting there. And he's been getting there for, like, months... Maybe on purpose, maybe not, but, like, these grandiose entrances and these, like, this ridiculous cape. And it's, there's so much work that could be done with Cody where he knows that he can't turn full-blown heel and just be a bad guy. But he can be just, like, a scummy kind of, like, anti-hero where he's not, like, the bad guy, but he... I don't know. It's like, there's just, there's something there. He's never going to fully go heel. Yeah. Because he doesn't need and to. He won't admit that he's he- the heel when he kind of is the heel. Yes, because the yeah. people are going to boo him. And the thing is, Malachi Black, who is clearly supposed to be the heel, is so over that he's going to start getting more and more cheers. Yes, we love him. And we also had the return. Of somebody else that we love. Of the chief Brandy officer oh, of she's AEW. The best. Brandy Rhodes makes her triumphant return after to TV. After three months after she had a baby. She looking, is back on TV looking flawless. Looking stunning as ever. Getting in that ring as well. I mean, she's not in a match or anything, but she did get involved a little bit, and she did just flip Malachi Black off, which I love because very just, rude. she's such a queen. Was not ladylike at all. Who cares? Uh, she dropped queen. an F-bomb on national television. Yeah, she did. <laughs> and, yeah, it was very funny. Love Malachi her. Black laughs it off. Cody comes in and gets, like, the save. But this match ends up being such a bizarre and new wrinkle into Malachi Black because he brings out the poison mist. Yeah, this was The new. mythical poison mist mm-hmm. that, I mean, Asuka has been doing it on and off yeah, for the last couple Asuka? years in WWE, but we don't know where she is. Um, we probably won't talk about her on the next podcast because she's just been Yeah, because she's MIA, so somebody find her. But, She's probably with Scarlet. Yeah, he has this black mist, and he sprays it in the eyes of Cody Rhodes, mm-hmm. and he gets the pinfall victory. And I don't know where this is going to end up going. Yeah, because Malachi Black has already destroyed all of the Rhodes. Yeah, he's out of Rhodeses. Yeah. Does he go for <laughs> Brandy now? Does he go for the baby? I don't know what is next for Malachi Black in this, um, but I have a feeling that there's going to be more to this story, especially with the Black Mist involved, because if we've learned anything from wrestling in the past, that Black Mist could be blinding. Yep. It could be, um, it could be like a Venom kind of like, uh, it just makes Cody go evil. There's a lot of different ways they could go with this, and it definitely surprised the hell out of a lot of the crowd that we got that Mist. Uh, but it got a huge pop as well. Yeah, well, Malachi Black keeps getting huge pops, and I think he's that's part so of the reason. Cool. Yes. How did yes. you fuck him up, guys? He's just, just so cool. Th- this is one of, like, it's funny because it's one of the dumbest things WWE could have done 
is letting him go, fucking up his character, and then letting him go. And one of the best things AEW could have done in picking him up and letting him continue that character. Because he's still winning. He's yep. do- like he's dominating in AEW. He took out all of the Rhodes family. Yeah, and like these he's matches still aren't doing- close. These are not close matches at all. And he's just so good. And he's so cool. And he's, it- it's only, like he has nowhere to go but up. Yeah, I mean, th- he could clearly be at the top of the card. Yes. Um, if you wanted to position him that way. We also had some interesting stuff on Dynamite because uh, Fuego Del Sol mm-hmm. put his car, his brand new car on the line uh, against Miro. That was last week. That was last week, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, but we did have the announcement that Sammy Guevara is going to fa- be the next one to face Miro next week. And then we had a little bit of rollover with... Uh, that on Rampage, because Sammy and uh, Fuego are like doing like their weird. Um, they got like the poster board that Sammy does. He brings out and behind the two going over their poster boards, talking about how Sammy's going to face Miro next week and be the new TNT champion. Miro absolutely destroys these boys, throws Fuego off the stage, murders Sammy, and just makes him watch <laughs> Fuego's dead body <laughs> on the, like the ground, like. I love what they're doing with Miro. Yes. He didn't get a ton of time on this Grand Slam show because it was so packed, but the time that he got, he made the most of. I, that's what I think AEW really excels in, is even if, even with CM Punk on Dynamite, he only comes out and he talks. He didn't have a match. He just came out and he was in the ring and he was talking. But that time, was we maximize it. We maximize all of the time that we have with everybody that is on TV, even if they don't have a match. So Miro didn't have a match this week on Rampage, but he still dominated on Rampage. And yep. it was short, but it was to the point, and it was perfect. And this show was two hours long. And Miro still didn't have time to have a match no. because the rest of this card was fucking insane. Yeah. This, we were at SmackDown on Friday night, mm-hmm. and Rampage was still a better show. Yeah, I mean it was. It was just. I mean, it was literally. It was a pay per view. Yes. Split over two nights because they opened this show on Rampage with CM Punk versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Yep. And again, like you open up Dynamite with Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega, and then you open up your next show Friday night with CM Punk. Yeah. Like, they they know what they are doing over at AEW. Like, the star power that has come into this company mm-hmm. is insane. Uh, Punk, obviously, is he gets the win here. Of course. Um, he puts Powerhouse Hobbs to sleep. And, like, after the match, had like he definitely had some words to say to Hobbs. Like, mm-hmm. a, like, a, like a good going there, kid, or something along those lines. Uh, but, like, he's just, he's having fun. And he's not getting really involved in, like, storyline stuff. He's more just, like, calling his shot. I want to work with this guy. I'll beat this guy. I'll work with this guy. I'll beat this guy. It'll be interesting if he still goes after Team Taz and if, like, Ricky Starks is next or what they do with Hook. Or... Yeah, I'm, I'm curious because he did say basically he was going to take out all of Team Taz. So, like, I feel like Hobbs was the first one. Yeah, I mean, if, he, if he's going after everybody from Team Taz, uh, I mean... You'd think he has mentioned Starks before, who is now doing um, commentary yeah. on Rampage, which I thought was weird. Yeah, but Taz is also doing commentary on Rampage. I know it's just, it's bizarre because they said that like going forward, Ricky Starks is going to be doing commentary on Rampage because they took Mark Henry off, mm-hmm. and he's the TNT champion. So I don't know. There's something weird going on there. 
uh, why you have your uh, one of your champions doing commentary going forward. Uh, but, I mean, it was a great match. Punk is back to trunks. No more pants for Punk. <laughs> uh, and we also had the very next match is Adam Cole and the Young Bucks versus Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Christian Cage. And Adam Cole got the biggest pop of anyone on this show, as of he always does. He, he will, and he will continue to do so. And he has the boom finally lined yes. up. Yes, he does. He finally got that lined up. And this is what I was saying when we were talking about Dynamite, where now we have the Elite going against Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Christian Cage. So now we have this going on. And we don't see anything about Kenny Omega and Dan O'Brien, Brian Danielson, in this one. But next week, we'll see it again. And we have all of these faces being able to just go and have these bangers of matches. And of course, Adam Cole is just here and just... Another one that AEW is so blessed by picking this man up. Yeah, I mean, he, he's one of those guys. Him and Brian do not hold resentment towards them. No, have not at all. raised them up and down. Before Brian this Danielson match, had an awesome, yes. um, in the Players' Tribune, I was uh, just had an article say that. thanking mm-hmm. WWE. He didn't mention Vince by name because Vince hates to be mentioned. Yes. Called him the big guy. He loves the big guy. And, like, these guys are not bitter, but they just saw the opportunity elsewhere, mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, Punk, who just will hate WWE for the end of days. Yeah. Um, and Cole gets the win here, and he, I think, called out Jungle Boy. It seemed like he kind of picked him up out of, like, uh, or picked him out of the lineup that it seems like that is our next job for Adam Cole. My thing is, I feel like, and this was my concern with Adam Cole going to AEW is that he gets lost. I think that he's they're... too good and yes. too much potential there to get lost. And it's fine if they want to do this, like, cause he already kind of is losing some of that, like sh- that shine, I guess. Yeah. But I think that they're trying to build up jungle boy. So I think it would be interesting. I think that's a good pairing to have Adam Cole and jungle boy. It kind of, I mean, Adam, you don't have to build up Adam Cole. Adam Cole has his name and he's already built up. But this helps build up Jungle Boy and keep Adam Cole in a spotlight. Oh, and Adam Cole did bring up uh, in an interview that WWE considered changing his name. Why? I don't know, man. They also considered making him a manager on the main so roster. So that, that he said that um, he had he didn't hear that. So maybe that was an idea that got floated around that he didn't okay. get pitched. But he did say that they considered, like, a name change for him, and that freaked him out. Yeah. And, like, obviously it would, because why would you... He's been Adam Cole since he's, he's been, been a wrestler. He's been Adam Cole, and he's got, like, what is he going to do? Come out and be like, I'm... Like, his whole thing is Adam Cole, baby. What are you going to be? Like, Cole Adams, baby? I don't know what... Well, this is... The Punk nonsense had a, of it. Punk had a statement about this as well when uh, Braun Breaker came out as oh, not Jesus a Steiner. Christ. Yeah. Punk put out a, a statement about the same thing. Like, you wouldn't... CM Punk isn't going to come out as his real name, which I don't even remember because he's just CM matter. Punk. It exactly. So he's like, I'm not going to come out as my real name. And Adam Cole is the same way. Adam Cole is Adam Cole. Let him be Adam Cole. Yeah, it was, just, it was, it was weird that that seemed to be, like, a thing that was even a thought yeah. for him. But, I mean, I definitely do think he still made the right choice to leave. He seems happy as ever yeah um he's you know with his he's with his girl he's with his friends he's with all of this the elite um and i hope that i'm wrong that he doesn't get kind of lost in this uh but 
I mean, he looks great either way, and the fans are always going to pop for yes. the Adam Cole Baby, the boom. His song, his theme song was, like, number one on, like, the metal charts on iTunes. Yeah, like, people are which just was jamming to insane. that, so that's cool. Uh, but, yeah, and then, then we move on to an eight-man tag match. Uh, I'm sorry, no. We had Chris Jericho and Jake Hager versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, and I hate all of this. Yeah, I, this was not... This was probably the only match out of both Dynamite and Rampage where I just did not care. It just... So Dan Lambert, um, the coach of American Top Team, he's he's a great um, like promo guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know where the hell he came from or why he's doing this all of a sudden, uh, but he is fantastic at getting heat. He can talk for days. But like I don't enjoy this... He's bringing MMA guys into this and it just is silly to me because if you have so mma is real fighting yes and professional wrestling is not so when you intertwine the two it just comes off as silly because so the point of this match is that uh they're trying to get scorpio sky and ethan page elevated Mm -hmm. i'm assuming um and Dan Lambert cost Chris Jericho and Hager the match, so Scorpion Sky and Ethan Page do get the victory here, but then Jericho and Hager take Lambert, and they're going to beat him up, but then Junior Dos Santos, former UFC heavyweight champion, comes out, and then Paige Van Zandt and Austin Vanderford come out, and Andre Arlovsky's here, and Jorge Masvidal is here, and all of these MMA guys are here, and now they're going to beat up Jericho and Hager. Yeah, it turns into a full-blown brawl. It turned into a mugging. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I don't get what the end goal of this can be. Because, like, you're not going to have Junior Dos Santos wrestle these people. Or, Jericho's or going and is turning into MMA. <laughs> it's just, it's weird. Like, I always thought Paige Van Zandt would end up in wrestling anyway, but it was weird that she was here. Like, it was weird. She like she got these really shit-looking punches off against Jericho, and then Masvidal hits the flying knee. It was all just very weird, because I don't understand what the end goal of this could be. We're going to have Jericho versus Jorge Masvidal. It just doesn't... None of it makes any sense, and, I mean, I'll give them credit if they can pull off whatever the hell they're trying to pull off. I just don't understand what the goal of this is. Like, when we bring in MMA aspects to wrestling it just makes it all seem kind of bullshit you know yeah it's harder because it's exactly what you said where it's real fighting versus fake fighting yeah it just so it's hard to to mesh those two because the real fighters want a real fight yeah it's even so because hager is a real fighter yeah jake hager has actually fought so like well that might be the link here yeah but like then he got his ass kicked yeah so like yeah just, I know. I know, like, why Jericho picked Hager to help him with all of this, but, like, it. I don't know. I just don't get what the goal is here. Um, but we did get a Lucha Brothers, Santana Ortiz versus Private Party and Butcher and the Blade. That was a great match. Lucha Brothers are always fun. And it ends up being... This all turns into a challenge by Matt Hardy. Yes. Because midway through this match, um, Matt Hardy is going to cut off... I forget whose hair... Uh, it was either Santana or Ortiz, but he was going to cut off their hair, mm-hmm. which last week Matt Hardy cut off the hair of, a of an Orange Cassidy fan, mm-hmm. which was weird. Um, and then he's going to—he's about to do it again, right? And then Orange Cassidy comes out, and he Superman punches Jack Evans and then walks away. And then Hardy decides not to cut the guy's hair off. Interesting. And then backstage, 
Matt Hardy puts out the challenge, which we talked about on the show last week. Yeah, we said it's going to end up being a Matt Hardy versus Orange Cassidy hair versus hair match. And Surprise. It is a hair versus hair match. Yeah, Matt Hardy did lay down a challenge for a hair versus hair match. Mm-hmm. It's Between be... Orange Cassidy <laughs> yeah. and Jack Evans. Yeah, and Jack Evans was as surprised as we were. And he's not happy. Uh, so I guess Jack Evans is going to lose his hair. Yeah, cause, and Matt just kept saying, like, you better win, you better win, you better win. But, I, I mean, is it, uh, we have a week. It could very easily get flipped to where Jack Evans can't for some reason wrestle, or Jack Evans is about to lose his hair. Jack Evans is going to lose his hair. Yeah. I think that's... I'm happy. Uh, I don't, I understand that Matt Hardy's hair is not uh, the best and it's, it's def- rather thin. It's yeah, it's it's aging just as well as he is. But I don't want him to shave his head. He's Matt Hardy. I need him to have his hair until he can't anymore, and then we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Right now, we'll let Jack Evans lose his hair, and that's fine. You know? Yeah, I mean Matt was pissed because uh, his guys lose again, mm-hmm. uh, but he's still got a chance tonight because Penelope Ford is going to face Anna J, and Anna J making her. You know, her return a couple weeks ago, we get Penelope Ford trying to get this win that the Bunny could not get last week, right? Anna Jay beats the Bunny last week, and we get this match. The Bunny makes her way out eventually, and this match ends again the same way that all these matches are ending. The Bunny throws the brass knuckles to Penelope Ford, who knocks out Anna Jay. Penelope Ford gets your win here, and then... uh, Ty Conte is going to come out, and she's going to help, but then she gets knocked out. And then Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander come out, and they're going to help because the Hardy family has come out to, I guess, celebrate with Penelope Ford. It all just turned into this mess. Yeah, because it was once once the Bunny and Ford, well, once Ford wins, thanks to the Bunny, then the two of them continue to attack Anna Jay and Ty Conte, and then I guess the Hardy family came out just to... Just for fun. Yeah, just for fun to, like, celebrate. And they were all kind of around the ring. And it kind of looked like they were going to go after Anna Jay and Ty Conti again. But then Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander come out. And the announcers are so funny because they're, like, they're outnumbered. What are they going to do? So then the Dark Order comes out. And nobody's outnumbered. Any- well, now the Hardy family is outnumbered. Yeah. And the Hardy family leaves the ring. They just, they get out of there and they go just like the outskirts. And the Dark Order is struggling. They're yeah. they're struggling here. Evil Uno tries to leave. Um, he does leave. He just pieces out. Well, he's on like, the, they not- stop him on the ramp. Like, yeah. it's, they're, they're struggling to stay together. And it seems like they're trying to line up the fact that they need a new leader. Yeah. Um, I mean, we talked about this months ago mm-hmm. about the possibility that a Bray Wyatt goes to AEW and takes over the Dark Order. I don't particularly care for that idea, just because I would rather Brody just be the leader, even you know, if yes. he's not there. Um, but yeah, it just but seems honestly, like there's just like this inner strife. Like they need a they need a leader. Yeah, is and Uno's not like. that leader. Yes, they need a leader, and unfortunately, Brody cannot be the leader from the other side. And who better to step into those those shoes to fill? Nobody can fill Brody's shoes the way his best friend would be able to. Yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense on paper. Um, it would certainly elevate the Dark Order a ton. Yes. From where they already are. 
and we get to see Bray Wyatt again, and who would go by Wyndham? We don't know. We don't know. Listen, he is promoting the cult of Wyndham coming soon. We could easily turn the Dark Order into the cult of Wyndham. We could. That way, Brody Lee remains the leader of Dark Order. Dark Order just takes on a new leader and a new name. So, yeah, I mean, if we're going to do this, I think you have to... It can't be, like, comedy and funny the way that Brody and the Dark Order was. I think if you're going to do, like, a cult kind of thing, have Bray come out and, you know, he, like, choose... Mm-hmm. Either I'm your leader or Uno's your leader. Because you're going to have a lot of guys that'll stay with Uno. You'll have a lot of guys that will leave at the first chance, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but, I mean, Bray is coming up on that 90 days. Yeah, he's it's, very it's, soon. It's very coming soon. soon. And if he chooses to go to Impact, I feel like that's the perfect spot for him. Just because they have history of doing, like, the spooky kind yeah. of uh, gimmick. AEW doesn't really... I mean, they already have Malachi... Yeah. For that, um, I, I don't know. It there's there's a part of me that would love to see Bray take over what Brody started, mm-hmm. just because the the story's already there. But a part of me also thinks that we should just leave that alone. But then now, if we keep getting these segments where the Dark Order is struggling to stay together, it leads me to believe that there's a reason why we keep yes putting these breadcrumbs down. I want to say. That it was rumored that Bray will be returning wherever, popping up wherever, in October. And Could o- be. October soon. And October is spooky. October is spooky. October is a sense. spooky time. Uh, I'm ready for it. I miss seeing Bray Wyatt wrestle, and I mean, the WWE really, really messed up The Fiend, and we could very easily do something big and great with Bray Wyatt, or Wyndham, whatever he's going to go by, I am here to support it. Yeah, I mean, it's another one of those guys that had the, all the potential in the world yep. and wasn't used in the way that they should have been, just like Andrade. Yeah. Who has a promo backstage, uh, or like a pre-taped vignette, talking about how he beat Puck, and he did not need Chavo to do it. Mm-hmm. And Chavo got beat up because Chavo helped when he didn't need help. Yep. And Andrade made it very clear that like his assistant knows better, knows not to get involved. Mm-hmm. I guess we're just... Chavo Chavo is dead to Andrade. We're done with Chavo. And Andrade said that he beat Pac once, and he will beat Pac again. I'm down to watch that match as many times as they want to put it on. It was so good. And I do love... I love these Andrade promos, man. I like the guy so much. Yeah, you love him, though. As much as, like... Like, we do have to add subtitles. It's very helpful. When he talks. It helps a ton. But, like, you can, like... Just his facial expressions yeah, even and, like, his we... eyes. Like, you can feel what he's saying exactly. even if you have to read it. If we didn't have the subtitles, we'd still get the point. Of course. We'd still you know what... You get the what... gist yes, of what he's you saying. you still know yeah. what he's saying. You still feel the energy that he's using when he's saying it. And he can destroy Pac on his own. He didn't need the help of Chavo. And even if Pac wins, Cool. We get another banger out of it. They are both phenomenal wrestlers. They both did a great job on the last match, and they're going to do an amazing job on the next one, and I can't wait to see it. And then our main event of the evening. Unsanctioned. Lights out. It is John Moxley and Eddie Kingston versus Lance Archer and the murder grandpa himself, Minoru Suzuki. And there are no rules. This This match match really didn't even happen. 
It was it's all make believe insane. And I mean, it, there are chairs, there are kendo sticks, there's duct tape, there's whips, there's tables, there's everything you everything can you can think of. There's biting happening, and I mean, this match was very entertaining. Um, it was mostly for I mean, it was Lance Archer and Minoru Suzuki just beating the shit out of. John Moxley and Eddie Kingston for twenty minutes straight. Yeah, and like half this match even just started with Moxley and Suzuki hitting each other with chairs, and then eventually we get to a point where Moxley's hands are duct taped behind his back. Suzuki and Archer are whipping him with a belt. They also choke him with that belt multiple times. Yeah, like hanging him over the ring with the belt around his neck. They were just he was on the on the. Like, on the actual canvas, they're choking him that way with the belt. There are kendo sticks, trash cans, the the lids of the trash cans. Like, anything you can think of being used was used. We we laughed about this last week, saying, like, who knows, Moxley will probably be biting people again. Moxley got bit this time. Taste of your own medicine, You know, Suzuki bites his forehead, bites the back of his head. At one point, Taz, when he's on commentary, is like, this is what you gotta do sometimes. You gotta bite people's foreheads off. Say it every day. Right? Yeah, that's just a normal thing to live by, I guess. Yeah, I mean, this match was violent. This match, it was, there was no blood, amazingly. I was honestly shocked by that. Like, I was stunned that we didn't get any color on this show. At all, even on Dynamite. And usually, we make, like, we have this running joke that every AEW is blood and guts because yeah, like, there's always We did have a little blood. bit of blood on Jericho. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, see, I didn't care about that match, so I forgot about that. Yeah. And, I mean, this match, I was stunned that we didn't get any, uh, but we did have a homicide appearance, which the crowd didn't react to at all. Yeah. Uh, so, homicide has been in wrestling for years, and he it's comes like he out He had a bandana help. over his face. I don't think people realized who it was. Yeah, but it said a homicide on the ramp. So, yeah, like, that's a good point. It was just weird, because the, the commentary team's trying to put it over... Um, like, you know, Homicide is out to help his friend Eddie Kingston. And, like, he did mm-hmm. because it completely turned the momentum of the match. But I don't know if it was the fact that we're now in hour four for the live crowd watching this show and they're just dead. Yeah. But there was no reaction Mm-mm. to uh, Homicide's appearance. But it ends up being uh, they they get Minoru Suzuki just out of the equation and Eddie Kingston and Moxley just beat the shit out of Lance Archer. This match ends with Eddie Kingston putting Lance Archer into the trash can laying down, mm-hmm. and then he just beats the trash can with a kendo stick. Yep. And then pins Lance Archer, and then Moxley and Minoru Suzuki are still beating each other up yeah, on the outside after the match like is over. It looked like they didn't even realize that the bell rang, because they're just still going at it on the outside, and then at one point, like Moxley kind of stops and realizes his music is playing. Like, yeah, the match is oh, oh, I, we won. We Okay, we can stop. We won. And then they get up and they have this, like, group hug between, like, on the, up against the ring of Moxley, Kingston, and Homicide all excited that they won this match. And that's how we ended Grand Slam. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how much longer Suzuki's going to be in the States. He's working his ass off yeah, as he long is. as he's here. Um, I think we'll probably get uh, one more, maybe, Moxley and Suzuki. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this match was great. The show in general, the, if we take it for you know the entire four hours as one show. Amazing. Fantastic event. So good. Uh, it's the first ever wrestling show at Arthur Ashe Stadium. They sold it out, over 20,000 people. And I mean, if they continue to do this yearly, it could be you know one of their biggest shows of the year. There was actually wrestling news uh, this week, though, that we'll end with. 
that AEW has partnered with the Owen Hart Foundation. Oh, yeah. And we are finally yep. uh, getting to honor Owen Hart for the amazing wrestler and wrestling personality that he was. Um, you know, the, the Owen Hart story has been told a million times. If you don't know it, just Google it. There will be plenty of uh, information on it. But for years, uh, Martha, Owen's wife, just refused to let WWE put him in the Hall of Fame because they didn't – she understandably didn't want WWE to profit off of yes. Owen's name. And it was something that Mark Henry, I remember, in his Hall of Fame speech mentioned that he desperately wanted Owen to be remembered. There's been a couple guys that have kind of, in a sense, begged Martha during their Hall of Fame speech to let them put him in the Hall of Fame. Mark was one of those people. Mark is in AEW now. I'm sure that's not a coincidence that all of a sudden um, AEW announces that they'll have new Owen Hart merchandise. They'll have a new Owen Hart like invitational tournament. Um, every year, which there's going to be more information on that. I'm always down for a good old-fashioned wrestling tournament. And it's awesome that we finally get to acknowledge Owen Hart uh, being, like, the great wrestler that he was, but it also is a way that's palatable to his wife. Yes. I, I think that's nice because she's... When all is said and done, you need to respect that woman. Of course. You know, like, if WWE had just gone in behind her back and did things, I don't know legally if that was even allowed, but had they, it could have turned into a very, very bad situation. So this is nice that he's finally being able to be recognized in a respectable way. Yeah, and AEW has, I mean, Daniel Bryan and CM Punk talked about one of the big things that let their, uh, one of the big things that... Uh, incentivized them to go to AEW was the way that they handled Brody's death. Yes. Um, and it's just another way for AEW to show the class acts that they are, and Tony Khan, being the the massive wrestling fan he is, of course, jumped on the opportunity to finally get Owen some recognition. And, I mean, it, it, it was a great... It, this, I think, was announced earlier in the week, but I think it's just a great way to end the show, the fact that we finally get to pay homage to Owen Hart. It's and very I'm nice. excited for whatever comes in that tournament, if it's like a rising star kind of tournament, if it's more of a King of the Ring style tournament, whatever it is, I'm down. Yeah, it's going to be great. And that's really it for our AEW episode. We will have our WWE and Extreme Rules episode up this week. So make sure you're following us everywhere at HeBookSheBook. And don't forget to subscribe and listen every Monday wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, guys.